0: I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to another Surpass Community podcast. I'm Ben Brady from the marketing team, and I'm joined today by Ruth Jurd from our product communications and training team. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Ben. How are you doing today, Ruth? You well?
0: Yes, I'm good, thank you. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, very well here, thank you. I think um, as people listening to this probably understand, we're still in a, a kind of lockdown uh, across the world, so we are not back in the office yet. We we are recording remotely, so apologies if there is any um, difference in our, our usual quality output, but I think we've managed to get the tools and everything down to a, a pretty good standard now. So anyway, uh, the podcast is not about how good our audio quality is, um it is about the new release of surpass that's coming up so this is the may 2020 release um uh known internally as 1222 should that phrase creep out anywhere and i suppose the the best thing to do here ruth would just be to ask you to give us a quick run through of what was mentioned in yesterday's webinar um sorry i realise I, I should probably also say that there is a webinar to accompany this podcast uh, so if we start talking about features that you want to see in more detail that is available on surpass.com slash webinars. Um, But Ruth, let's get straight into it. Let's talk about what was featured yesterday.
0: Um, So the ability to edit tags in the setup screens, uh, also tag collections in tasks. We talked about the new Boolean search enhancements in item search. Uh, we also talked about some accessibility improvements in Surpass. Mm-hmm. So, the ability to add checkboxes to items and uh, that essay items are now uh, accessible. And finally, mm-hmm. we talked about the improved creation of subject level users.
1: Yeah, there, there was um, quite a lot. I think normally we talk uh, about a lot more visual or we show off a lot more visual things don't we when we're doing the webinars we have a lot of nice looking features but this was very much about uh, administration performance improvements like you said the accessibility that kind of stuff in 1222 so um one thing that i will start by saying again we, with the webinar i think you guys did some really good diagrams and things to help explain some of these features in more detail so when we talk today they'll probably be a little bit top level Um, just because it is very difficult to explain this in in podcast form. But when you're doing the actual webinar, you you went through with the diagrams and managed to explain in in a lot more detail. So uh, if anyone does have any questions, feel free to post them through to us. But also we do very much recommend that you have a look at the webinar as well if you want more information. Okay, so we started off with tag groups. Now in the, the webinar, Ashley who is presenting with you, she gave a, a bit of an overview of what tags are, just in case anybody out there doesn't know. Um, could you start with something like that today? Are you okay to just give us a, a brief what are tags in SPAS?
0: Uh Yeah. So a tag is uh, something that you add to an item um, and it just helps you identify some particular information about that item. So the example that Ashley gave was that you can add a tag to an item which says what language the item is in. Mm. Then you can filter by this tag when you're creating tests and you can just add all your items with that language. Um, So that would be a tag value that you have on the item.
1: Yeah, because that that was a really good example, actually. I, I made a note of that myself because if you're delivering the same test worldwide, you might have the same question in 10 different languages, let's say, And you don't want the French version appearing next to the English version in a test Here, You You want to be able to just one click say, this is for French test takers, give them the French
0: questions. Uh, Yeah, exactly that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's essentially that, and you can add all your tag values, so all these different languages into a tag group, Mm -hmm. and then you can use these to just, like you say, filter and choose the correct tags or language for your items in that example.
1: Yeah, so the items go into the groups and then you can attach certain groups without having to attach all the individual tags, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Um, exactly
1: that. Okay, great. And uh, I think you then went on to, well, you went on to demonstrate in in quite a lot of detail what's actually been updated there. But one of the big things was um, the, you know, the the easy mass updating of things. Like, say you find a spelling mistake, you can update the same tag across all items without having to go in and fix each one. Is that right? Do you want to talk a little bit more about that?
0: Uh, Yeah, Uh, So that is right, yeah. So uh, tags can now be edited on the subject screen in Setup. Um, So there's a little pencil next to your tag groups. And say, like you said, you made a spelling group, uh, spelling mistake, sorry, on one of your tag values. Mm. You can then just click onto the tag on this screen, make your edits, save changes, and the... uh, correction will actually be applied to all of the items that have that tag so it runs in the background and then you get an email to say that it's completed and all your items are updated with the new tag value so could save a lot of time
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I can imagine um, you know if you had to change a thousand items and the, the tag would have a you know two E's in it where there shouldn't be something that would be really frustrating so this, this is a really good time to a really good usability hack um, Definitely. Okay, so that's was um, some great information there about tag groups, tag items. We also mentioned tag collections in tasks, didn't we? Um, tasks, for anyone who doesn't know as well, might be worth giving a, just a, a little bit, because we do talk about this nearly every time, but we always have new users. So can you give us a 30-second elevator pitch on what tasks <laughs> is, and then we'll talk about tag collections within tasks.
0: Uh, Yeah, so tasks are essentially a way to administrate your item authoring. Mm -hmm. So you can create authoring tasks which are a way for people to fill in blank questions and then fire them back to you. And then you also have review tasks where people can look at items that have already been created and vote on them and give their opinions about whether they're effective or suitable.
1: Yeah, it's it basically workflow within Surpass, isn't yeah. it? So you don't have to use a separate tool. Um, I'm not sure yeah, if we can exactly name other tools on podcasts like this, <laughs> so I'll avoid doing that. But uh, for more information on tasks, get in touch with your account manager or contact the Surpass team. Sorry, interjecting there. Uh, I'll let you carry on, Ruth, We're about tag collections within tasks.
0: Oh, not at all. Uh, yes. So tag collections can now also be edited in tasks, so you can manage the tag. Tech- tag collection sorry that your assignees can access during tasks and this is just for authoring and review tasks as well so if you go into create either an authoring or a review task now next to the tags tab there is a new tag collections tab and then in this tab you select your subject you select the tag collection group and then you select the tag collections that you want people to have access to uh you can also just select to hide all or show all. So you can really customize what your task assignees see depending on what you use.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things with tasks, um, other than the fact that it makes, you know, managing workflows of SMEs, yeah. um subject matter experts a, a lot easier for the people creating the tests and organizing the the groups of item authors. It it really adds extra security, doesn't it, to the remote working uh, functions within surpass especially at this kind of time when there is no other choice you know a lot of organizations might like face-to-face sessions and i know um tim and a couple of our guests uh amanda Dennis was one they talked at length in another podcast about hosting virtual item authoring sessions where you normally have those workshops um, but it's these little features that just help to again make that more like a yeah, you're you know, your, your regular as you maybe used to do it setting and actually make it a more efficient process within the Space platform.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh somebody asked whether item versioning was affected. So we, when we're looking at uh, tasks is, is one of the features in Space and if you've got um you know the say you want to look at the previous three versions of an item when you're doing your audit trails. Um, how is that affected by tags and updating these tags, that kind of thing?
0: So if you update these tag values from the subject screen, this doesn't actually affect the item versioning. So this wouldn't appear in that.
1: Hmm. So if, if you searched by the tag, it would still show the same items for what the tag used to be, I suppose. It's, it's still the same tag value oh, attached guess. to the item isn't it yep. yes okay that's that's great um so that helps lead into the next thing that we talked about which was the item search improvement so that the tags i suppose in um in a very again top level layman's term it's a bit like you know hashtags in twitter that kind of thing it makes it easier to search for things doesn't it yes
0: um
1: and We've also made some improvements to our Boolean item search. See our segue in there. I get it, get it in a little a segue. Um, so, w- w- first of all, can you let us know what is a, a Boolean search? How is that different to say a, a Google search?
0: So. Uh- the difference with a Boolean search is that it works on two operators. So it works on based on an AND operator hmm. as well as an OR operator. Right. Uh, so what that means is, and if you use an AND operator, uh, it requires a match on all parameters. So, for example, if I said use an AND operator and I said within this parameter, I want it to be multiple choice and I want the status to be live, hmm. that would mean all the items that are returned in my search have to match that exact parameter. Right. So, and narrows the search.
1: Hmm. And then with the, an, Sorry, go on. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I was just going to say, and then with an or operator, that that's sort what of I was ask. broadens the search. Yeah. <laughs> um, so say I put multiple choice or live, that would mean any items that are multiple choice but any items with a status of live would be returned in the search. So it's much broader.
1: Yeah. So you you could have multiple choice items that aren't live, or you could have, say, a uh, hotspot question types that are live because you've put the the or operator. And you can stack these though, can't you? So you you can actually have, say, you want multiple choice that is live or hotspot and is live, and that way you'd only get live question types. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I actually managed to uh, get my head really well around that when when you guys were talking about it. Um, I know it's we use it a lot in marketing. We use uh, those kind of and or parameters, especially with um, yeah you know, things like analytics and stuff when we're looking at the website and who's used the website and we want to know about different segments of people and you know have they visited these pages or these pages and to see that working in Surpass. Um, made me realise that it's actually just the same thing. Um, You know, if if I'm setting a a test form, then I can easily get all of the information I want within that test form using those Boolean operators. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think, again, it's one of those things that um, if if somebody wants a real understanding of just how powerful it is, it's better to go and see it in action on the webinar because we could talk for the full half an hour about the different settings that are available there.
0: Yeah, Um, you can create some really advanced searches.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and I think one of the things is, as well with Spass, the the range of variables that you can search by with those Boolean operators um, is really quite extensive, isn't it? Uh, I suppose we'd say search parameters rather than search variables, sorry, because Boolean is absolute. Um, (laughs) Off the top of your head, do you know how many parameters are actually in there, or could you give us a ballpark figure?
0: I'm going to say, off the top of my head, I can't say exactly, but <laughs> around 20, I reckon.
1: <laughs> well then, you, you've managed to get around my curveball challenge as people who <laughs> listen to all of these podcasts now. I, I do like to ask the odd curveball. We, we try and prepare as much in advance as we can, but um, yeah, i just like to prove that you guys all really know your stuff. Um, <laughs> no one's failed yet, so that's good. Oh, that's good okay. <laughs> uh, so moving on from the item search improvements we just had a quick update on performance and i think ashley ran through a list of the the areas of surpassed that we've seen notice- noticeable noticeable yeah. uh performance updates thanks to danny and his team and the work that they've mm-hmm. been doing um so there in the webinar i'd don't suppose you have those in front of you now? Um, I do, yes. Oh, Would you like well me to run prepared. through Very these? Good. Yes,
0: please. Yes. Um, so in terms of performance improvements, uh, for API version 2, the test session and test schedule, sorry, it's hard to say those both. <laughs> yeah, it's all Yeah, Uh, those have both been optimised for more throughput Mm -hmm. Um, they've optimised part of the publishing process optimised custom reporting uh, tag collection management and setup has also been optimised and item movement in the subject as well as moving said items to other subjects has been optimised so yeah, uh, a lot of user experience improvements there
1: great stuff And um, I suppose if people want a bit more information on what we mean by those optimizations, they can get in touch with your account managers and uh, ask them for a bit more information there. Okay. So moving on from performance updates, we came on to the accessibility updates. Um, Now... I believe there were four things mentioned. There was the multiple choice questions, multiple response questions, <laughs> uh, the survey question type, and there was also essay items, which were, were not part of the original uh, presentation to talk about, but we kind of tagged on in the end, Ashley brought it yeah. up, that they're also compatible with your screen readers. Um, so, first of all, I guess if we if we just talk about what we mean by accessibility in those items what what has been improved in terms of accessibility there
0: so in terms of accessibility um for the multiple choice multiple response and either or items um you can now add check boxes uh, which wasn't available previously and by adding these check boxes uh, they can be used with a jaws screen reader
1: Mhm. okay so i mean because we always try our best you know we always endeavor to make pass more and more yeah. uh, accessible as as we go through and as we you know a couple of years ago we brought on board the accessibility team as it were as we, as we called them and we've been doing a lot more work in these areas so it's great to see these item types are now living up to the the vision that we had and we've been able to develop them in such a way that makes them truly accessible with the, you know screen reader compatibility that kind of thing. Um, again, if you want to see it in action, you can see it on the webinar, but Ruth, I, I believe that short description is always really needed for for uh, that. Yeah,
0: any- um, just if people were interested in this setting, um, mm. you do need to apply it to a test profile and at subject level, and just a little note on that, it was developed this way, so uh, you have to apply the test profile and that means it won't affect the format of any of your existing items right uh, so for that feature yeah um, okay, so, and then
1: so people just oh, need to be aware if th- they can't retrospectively make all of their multiple choice questions accessible with these checkboxes now they would have to create a new item is that is that what you mean by that oh,
0: uh, what I mean is they could um, make retrof- retrospectively uh, make their items accessible with checkboxes okay but uh, it might affect the formatting if they're in secure client. Uh, it just means if they had some items in a subject and they didn't want those items to be accessible, but they wanted to add some new items to the subject and they only wanted these particular items to be delivered in an accessible way, they can apply the test profile to the test and enable the setting, and it won't. They can choose which items have those checkboxes.
1: Right, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, so you can yeah. retrospectively <laughs> add the accessibility options as it oh, were. Definitely. Oh, definitely. That's that's brilliant. Um, so again, if people do want more information on exactly how that works, because this is podcast format and it's often easier <laughs> when you're showing it on screen, there is the webinar, or uh, people can get in touch with your team as well, can't they Ruth, or with uh, your account yeah. managers who will then talk to your team and arrange training and demonstration setting sessions. Oh,
0: yes, if, absolutely, yeah. If
1: required. Um, yeah, so... Right then, Ruth. Uh, so, what else have you got for us today? We we talked about uh, improved creation of subject-level users on the webinar, didn't we? I believe that was the, the last item.
0: Yes, uh, that was. Um, so, the... Ability to create subject level users was improved by adding this subject priority and centre priority view.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and what does that mean for the user then? Why, why is this a, a great feature to talk about?
0: So this is a really useful feature because uh, some of our customers in Surpass uh, don't follow the uh like sort of um, set structure of Surpass. So it's normally set up by site, centre, user. Mm. Um, So some of our customers actually set it up with one subject to many centres, which is a little different to the sort of set structure in Surpass. So what this means is now, if you choose subject priority, you can choose one subject and then many centres and apply the same roles across all of the centres. So it just yeah. adds a little bit more flexibility for people who don't use Pass in the set structure that the, we have.
1: In typical way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good example. It's something that, you know, when you, you mention improved creation of subject level users, okay, that, that sounds quite mundane, but actually that is a, quite an important change to, um, you know, people that are coming on board and, and it shows how not just new users of the platform but some of the um, you know the, the oldest past community members the way that they are doing testing now and the way that the world of testing is moving is evolving and changing and it's really important that we Keeps a pass up to date like that, and that's why we do these regular updates to to share this knowledge and get people working together. We, you know, we're very big on collaboration, aren't we? And getting people together yeah. at the this past conference, which will be online this year. Uh, just throw that out there in case you're listening <laughs> to this before October. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, it's important to mention features like that. You know, it, it sounds quite straightforward and quite top level, um, but actually the the development that goes into something like that is quite complex, and then the way that we you know work with this past community to make sure it works just so as well um it'd be you know it's all these kind of things where it's great to hear the user feedback on whether it's actually better suited to them now. Whether they find it easy to use. I know the UX team are always trying to dig out more information from people about what they can do better, how we can make this more usable and and you know uh, just more intuitive for people. So that's that's a great feature to mention. Thank you for bringing that one up. Okay, uh, and I believe that was everything from the webinar yesterday, wasn't it? That's, um... uh,
0: yeah, it was. <laughs>
1: okay, so it, it's been a rather short podcast today, I think because a lot of these things do work better with demonstrations. Normally we we match the time of the webinar, but if you want to find out more information, the webinar is available at surpass.com slash webinars. As always, if you're an existing member of the surpass community, you can get in touch with your account manager or your regular contact uh, at BTL's Pass or BTL, whether you're in the US or the UK. And if you're not a member of the Pass community, we would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us via the contact form on the website. But we hope that this has been a useful podcast to you either way. Um, we are always looking for new podcast subjects that you want to know about, so do get in touch and let us know what you'd like to hear from us in the future. I'd like to say thank you very much for my guest today, Ruth, and thank you to your team in general for all the work you do in preparing this fantastic training and documentation and everything else that goes out um, to the widest past community there. It really makes my job as a marketer easier having those resources to, to share because um, people find them so useful. Anyway, uh, so thanks very much, Ruth. Cheers. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks
0: for having me, yeah. <laughs> no, no,
1: it's been great. Have you had fun?
0: It's, I have done, yeah. We always try and make these things
1: fun. I know, especially with uh, webinars, podcasts, everyone, it's your first time doing one with us, isn't it? So, it is, So yeah,
0: yeah. And people, it is good fun.
1: Yeah, people are always, oh, I don't know about that, They're talking on the radio and that kind of thing. But no, it's, it's always good fun. We always do our best to make it fun. Um, so we'll have you back again in the future, and I look forward to that. Thank you very much to everybody listening at home, and we'll speak to you again soon.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To keep up with the latest information from the Surpass community, just visit surpass.com we'll be back soon with another podcast thank you for listening